Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Hey everyone, this is episode 29 of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. I'm William. And um, I'm here with Paul Brecka, Certified Financial Planner. Today, we're going to talk about, if you missed our episode last week, we, we went over the first five surefire ways from Dr. Daniel Crosby, best-selling author, 10 surefire ways to ruin your financial future. Part one, which aired last week, went over the first five uh, ways to ruin your financial future. And today, we're going to wrap it up and go over the remaining five. And Paul, yeah, just for the benefit of our listeners and viewers who might have missed last week's episode, first of all, if you did, highly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. But if you did miss it, just a quick recap of, of what they missed last week. Well, we discussed the, um, the surefire ways to ruin your financial future. First one was ignoring the impact of your behavior. Massive, massive uh, issue. Number two, trusting your gut rather than rational thinking. Number three, living right for right now versus looking at the future. Number four, doing as much trading as possible in your account. Number five, equate volatility with risk. And so let's get going with number six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. These are also available if you want. uh, Dr. Crosby has made exclusively to IPC a one-page download uh, which we will be happy to send to you. Just send us a note at info at westendwealth.com, info at westendwealth.com. Number six on the list, going it alone. Well, How many Paul, times? Before, we, before we go on also, um, we can send you that two-page sheet, but also I'd highly encourage everyone, he put on a webinar about a month and a half ago or so, um, which he fully went into detail on a lot of these things. Uh, really enlightening stuff. So again, if you missed that, we can also send us an email at infowestonwealth.com and we can send you that replay as well, the webinar. The link to that. Okay, great. Let's let's get started then. Again, number six on the list, going it alone. Boy, we hear we hear this not infrequently. I'm gonna save my fees. Geez, I read the advertising. I can retire 30% richer just by not getting advice and doing this stuff essentially on my own. One big problem with that, William, and that is the statistics that used are by every metric completely wrong, completely wrong. Matter of fact, every single, every single statistical analysis I've seen tells you that when you have proper professional experience advice, you have much, much more money. Matter of fact, most of the studies we went over say that after 15 years, People that get proper advice have about 300% more money. That's a lot of money to me. So again, it's like, you know, I don't think too many of you people, if you had a tough legal problem, would not want to get a good lawyer. 
and you got a faulty tooth, you need a tooth removed, I think you're going to go to a good dentist. You're not going to try and save some money, do it yourself. Again, just makes common sense. And according to, according to a number of uh, research papers from Morningstar to Vanguard and so forth, they say usually an advisor can add two to three percent per year. And a lot of that is behavioral, behavioral uh, guidance and stewardship, and as well as understanding and researching different vehicles for you. So that's the first one. Number six, going number it alone. Number seven is trying to beat the benchmark. And this is a really, I, I really like this one, Paul, because it's so ingrained, I think, and we're so susceptible as humans to this, uh, to these biases that lead to something like this. Uh, no one wants to be seen as settling for average. Um, just trying to reach a benchmark like the S&P 500, the, the TSX. Um, people want to, they want something more. Um, and, and, and people can tell a really compelling story where they're, they're, they're told a story that, oh, I, you don't have to settle for average. I can pick the best stocks out there. I can beat the markets. Um, I can get you rich quick. There's, um, there's a problem with that, though, isn't there, Will? There's a big problem with that. The big problem is there is tons and tons and tons. I want to emphasize, emphasize that. Of empirical, that's three tons. That's a lot of tons. Three tons can't beat that. All this research, which shows that that is impossible. Not it's not impossible, but it is very, it's very, rare. very hard to do. And on top of that, the research also shows that a it's hard to do for a sustained period of time. So for sure, people can do it for one, maybe two, three years, short-term time uh, horizons. But to be able to do it over long-term time horizons, which is what really matters, that's almost impossible to do. And they've shown also trying to identify the manager that can do that. There's, there's well, that's no asking for evidence trouble. that shows that anyone can actually pick out the person that, that can do it. Yeah. All the research we show is that over the long term, mostly passive investment outperforms most of the time. That's why that's what we focus on in our practice, mostly passive type investments. And you're right. Well, I mean, the only way a manager, and this is what I've seen, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've made my share of mistakes, trying to chase after that manager statistically. The manager that might outperform for three, four or five years, statistically, the chances are for the next four or five years, they're going to be well below average. This is what the real numbers show. So again, don't try and beat an average. Yeah. Good what take. purpose? Focus on what's important to you. What number do you need to get to to achieve your goals? Yeah. B big example quickly, Paul, in recent years is Kathy Wood of ARC Research. She had a couple years of really, really, oh. really good performance. And inevitably, that led to a lot of people loading in, piling in money into her into her ETF. And in the exact wrong time, by the way. <laughs> of course. And this has happened time and time again in history. There's a manager, a star manager out there as a year, couple good years or so of good performance. Um, and then, like you said, followed by some years of really not so good performance. You're right. I've seen the I think I wrote a blog on that a year and a half or so ago. Uh, this, the analysis. Uh, Kathy Wood's Arc Innovation, I believe it was called, up 160 odd percent one year. And you see when all the money piles in, it piles in all at the top, virtually all the money. And then what did it drop? About 70% the following year, a very, very large number. Yeah. So again, 
that is a big mistake. That is a very good chance that you're going to end up uh, ruining part of your financial future if you start chasing that return. Yeah. Number eight. Yeah. Go on to the next one here, Will. Oh, that's, I love this. According yeah, to Dr. Crosby. I know you like this one. Uh, read every article that mentions recession. And there's always talk of a recession, Paul. And part of this is because bad news sells. The newspapers, the media out there, they want to sensationalize things because that's what attracts viewerships for online companies. That's what attracts clicks that their advertisers want. Almost no one's going to read an article that says, okay, the economy... There's always everything's little, going good. Everything's there's always going bumps good. in the yeah. road, but overall things are humming along pretty well. No one's going to read an article like that. It's not that exciting. What does get now, those views is big, glaring headlines: recession incoming. How long have we been having the media predicting a recession for? I don't know, three years, four years. Hasn't happened yet. Matter of fact, this morning I'm reading in the paper that unemployment is still at at record lows in Canada. Unemployment is near record lows. Now, by the way, I'm not saying that we're not, uh, the economy is not going to have a slowdown. Wouldn't surprise me if it did. But listening to uh, people pretending they know when the recession is, it's all guesswork. And boy, if you do that on a regular basis, chances are you're going to well underperform what you need to do in terms of your portfolio. Yeah. And by the way, just quickly before we move on to the next one, when those inevitable recessions do come, they, they will come, it doesn't necessarily, we've been over this in past episodes, doesn't necessarily mean that's bad for the stock market. And it can work in reverse as well. For example, last year, the US economy added four and a half million jobs, the second best year on record since the 50s, I believe. And the stock yeah. market in the US dropped 18%. So they aren't necessarily correlated as well in the short term. Oh, here's another great item. Last February, uh, Russia invaded the Ukraine. And what did everyone say? Don't put your money in Europe. Don't put your money in Europe. It's going to be a disaster. They have no energy. Europe way outperformed the U.S. last year in terms of stock market performance. Who guessed that? Don't try and guess things. Yeah. Let's move on to number nine. And this is kind of interesting. David Dreeman, who's a well-known uh, manager, did research. He found that one in 170. Well, first, let's set it up, Paul. Number nine is to uh, tune in to dramatic forecasts. Yeah, kind of similar to reading articles on recession and going into this. David Dreeman, well-known uh, value manager, found, found that roughly one in 170 analysts forecasts were within five percent of reality. In other words, none of them were even close. <laughs> Another. Philip Tetlock's examination of 82,000 expert opinions, 82,000, shows they barely outperformed flipping a coin. And we've talked about this before and before. And we have clients and investors say, well, what about this? This person says that this is going to happen. Listen to Warren Buffett. Listen to the people that really know. And they say, forget about this stuff. Don't watch the news. It's going to be detrimental to your financial help. Turn out the dramatic forecasts. Yep. Last one is uh, Paul is ignore history, and this one in in this instance, Doctor uh, Doctor Crosby talked about uh, some re research from J P Morgan, which showed the amount of drawdowns that really occur every year, uh, not every year, but historically, and how frequently they actually do happen. Yes, over over the last thirty five years, the average drawdown 
Now, we should define what drawdown means. That means drop from top to bottom in one year. And the report report shows the average drop is 14%. Now, that sounds like a lot. But however, the market has ended up higher in 27 of those 35 years. You're going to have drawdowns in the year. Ignore it. One was, um, I'm not sure if everyone remembers this, even born yet. But Black Monday in 1987, where in one day, uh, the Dow Jones dropped 22%. 22% in one day. Can you imagine that? One day, incredible. Contrary to what maybe a lot of listeners would think out there, uh, the stock market actually ended in a positive year that year, despite that 22% one day drop. Yeah. Again, it goes back to the definition of investing. Long-term is 8 to 10 years plus. You shouldn't be investing money you need on the short term. So if the market does a normal volatility, it drops 5 or 10 or 15% or whatever, if you don't need the money, who cares? That's part of the price you pay for being invested and earning a better return on the long run. Yeah, the, the point of this is that drawdowns are normal. They happen. It's easy to get caught up in the heat of the moment uh, when markets are dropping and think, oh, things are going to hell uh, we aren't going to recover from this, but it's important while you're in the moment, when those inevitable moments happen, just look to history and know that the, these things are normal and they're going to happen again. Absolutely. Every single drawdown in history has turned around and gone to new highs. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, I think that's pretty good, William, for today. What okay. we've talked in the last two episodes are the 10 surefire ways to ruin your financial future from Dr. Daniel Crosby, psychologist and behavioral financial expert. And again, if you'd like to uh, listen or watch his webinar that we had put on, I think March 8th, just send us a note at info at westendwealth.com. An email. And we'll send, an email, yes, um, an email. And we'll be happy to send you a link to that. Very interesting uh, webinar. Uh, he talks about things from a different perspective than I feel many other people have. Very worthwhile. And also, so today, also highly recommend uh, Dr. Crosby's book, uh, The Laws of Wealth, uh, if everyone's interested. Really great book, highly recommended. So again, just quickly reviewing today, we talked about number six to 10 in Dr. Crosby's list of the 10 ways that you can ruin your retirement. First one was going alone. Next one was trying to beat the benchmark. Eight, reading every article that mentions recession. Number nine, tune in to dramatic forecasts. And number 10, ignoring history. And that's it for uh, episode number 29 of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. Hey, next time in our next episode, we're going to talk about something really, uh, uh, mind all the stuff we talk about, I find close to heart. I title this, What Makes You Think That's Actually True? And we're going to talk about, again, some psychological things. We're going to talk about some research about some of the financial recommendations you get in the media, and we're going to give you our our opinion on those. So that's the next broadcast. In the meantime, hey, if you like what you're hearing here, make sure you subscribe and make sure you rate us. You can only rate us with five stars. That's That's the only rating you can allow. And please, if you like what we're talking about, pass us on to other interested people. And of course, if you yourself, if if you're listening to us and saying, hey, you know, maybe I'm not going in the right financial direction, and you'd like to start a conversation with us, again, just send us an email at info at westendwealth.com. Okay, I think that's it for today. We'll see everyone next time. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you. 
This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.